Well, we are here at Heart Summer, Fontana, California. One of the biggest festivals of summertime. Day two with one of the hottest performing artists in the scene. Dom Dalla, how you doing? Man, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you performed earlier today, crushed it on the harder stage. Yeah, man, I mean, there's nobody fun. can go harder than you. <laughs> I don't know, there was some pretty hectic dubstep on after me, which I think, uh, which I think is definitely uh, up the ante, but it was a lot of fun, man. For house music to be on a stage like that, um, is, is so awesome to see and um, like Noizu as well who performed before me he killed it um, it was a lot of fun man I enjoyed it yeah really no, humbling there, I mean there's a lot of genres that are playing throughout this festival but yours in particular is the one that everyone has been enjoying your music in particular too you've been having an incredible year this year man how's that feel to, to be able to have all this momentum going for you man it's really exciting it's um it's inspiring and it makes me want to work hard or harder uh, and and just sort of get as much music out there into the world as I can it's interesting because I kind of I, I write relatively uh, slowly I take my time I'm developing hooks and and uh, and song ideas. Um, so yeah, I, I suppose it just makes me want to uh, just do more and more and more and and really get myself out there. And I, I feel like um, the people when they do hear my music and are introduced to it, uh, if, if they've got a, if they've got an interest in sort of R&B or or house music in general, they tend to go through my back catalogue and and it resonates with them. So I think it's just about exposure and. Just getting my music out there. Yeah, yeah. To, to big mean, audiences. Is that experience been kind of one of the driving forces of why you got into music? Because I know, I, I would assume that as a producer, uh, as amazing producers you are, you're not just making music to go and play at a, at a great party. I mean, there's some thought and design that you put into producing the tracks, right? For sure. I think when I first started writing, um, first started writing music, it was about writing music that, you know, my uh, if my mom and my little sister could listen to it, but it could also oh. work on the dance floor. Then, right. uh, not, not necessarily to mean that it would be cheesy, but um, I just wanted it to be them to understand it. Because uh, I think maybe that's something to do with trying to prove to your to your to your parents that right. doing dance music is a good idea is uh, a lot more difficult if you're writing techno. Let's just say that. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, <laughs> as as a house lover myself and as a DJ myself, it's it's so cool to be able to get familiarized with your music and to see you in the scene to be able to hear your music play in the clubs to play at music festivals play at underground raves like it works so well yeah did you ever imagine that your music would be able to touch all of this man no way i think i smashed my uh i smashed my goals and aspirations as a dj maybe two or three years ago um my goal back home in melbourne was to was to um play at a venue uh called prince nightclub and um God, I think I've, I've, that happened when I was like 19 or 20. Right. <laughs> 27 now. Um, I think you're still young. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I never expected to be touring interstate in my home country, let alone all over America and Europe. So, right. I think everything that happens from here on is a bonus. Yeah. Um, which is really exciting. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm so excited to see all the momentum that you've built up, all the success that's been going on. You're doing what so little uh, are getting a chance to do. You're playing at Hard Summer. You're playing at a lot of festivals around the world, playing at a lot of the premier nightclubs, too, as well. People are asking for your music so they can play it, too. That, that's going to be a great feeling to see that not only are you able to get your music out there, but other people playing your music, too, at festivals. Yeah, yeah. That's a really cool feeling. I think um, 
my music in the past is uh, it it hasn't necessarily been as DJ friendly as it could have been. Um, so it's only recently uh, since I've sort of started getting a bit techier and a bit clubbier that all the other DJs have really started jumping on board. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's an amazing feeling having your idols perform your tunes. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really cool feeling. And I mean, because of that, because you've been producing a lot of dope tracks, uh, you recently were just crowned this year's rising superstar on BBC with Pete Tong. That's huge. Congratulations yeah, that, on that. That was uh, that was incredible. He uh, he actually called me and we spoke on the phone, um, which was totally bizarre. I was, right. I was lying in bed and I had it on the loudspeaker, and I was like. We were chatting, I was staring at the ceiling going, what the? <laughs> is this real? Like, it, when you're talking to him on the phone, it kind of feels like a, uh, feels like you're listening to the radio. So yeah. I almost sometimes he'd, he'd ask me a question, I'd just forget to respond. I'd just be like, sorry, oh, this is a, this is an inter- oh, yeah, this is a, this is a phone call. I'm not listening to the radio right now. Um, yeah, man, that was amazing. So I've been listening to, I've been listening to uh, Pete Tong on BBC since I was, I don't know, early teens. Yeah, someone like a legend to recognize. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, we keep in contact, and I send him my music all the time. And he gives me feedback, and yeah, that's yeah, that's really that's really trippy. That, that's gonna be cool to have kind of that connect in your phone. And be like, yeah, hey, I got Pete Tong's number. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. Well, you know what? The rightful reason to be called that, to be crowned that, you had a hot track that everyone's playing, that everyone was talking about. Take it. I mean, you got an impressive catalog. As it is. Yeah, thank that you. That track really blew up. Yeah, yeah. You know, what was your thoughts behind when you were producing that track and then seeing it blow up? Because you you've been, that was in circulation for like quite a while, right? Yeah, I think I put that out in like August last year and it's like, <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> right? It's uh, it's pretty wild. Like I've, I've uh, like I, I still love it. I've, I'm a few steps ahead though. Like I'm like, right. I'm, I'm writing, you know, I've written like the next sort of four singles and I'm pretty excited to sort of get them out there um, it's difficult like obviously working with record labels they've got they've got their uh, timelines and you've you've just sort of got to be patient right um, my next single is supposed to come out in like November Ooh. so uh, yeah it's just been a waiting game for me um, but yeah so it's, it's it was I put that track together in uh, Phoenix Arizona I was playing like a bunch of parties um, on the west coast and uh, I was just sort of really gravitating towards that sort of like Tom and 808, really subby sound. Right. And I needed a top line. I only had a pair of uh, Apple iPhone headphones that my tour wow. manager had at the time. Wow. So that vocal is me, um, pitched up, recorded on a pair of sweaty Apple <laughs> headphones. I used a duvet or a Duna cover as a mic booth. Um, that was the final take. The right. first and final take. Oh, wow. Yeah, dance a little, move some more. I had yeah. a chest infection as well, so <laughs> made me sound a little bit grittier. Uh, well, you know, as a producer, seeing how technology's evolved so much, does it ever, like, trip you that to be able to produce, like, hit tracks like that, that becomes so, like, iconic and anthem-based off of, like you are saying, like, a few little devices? Yeah. I think it's awesome because it allows you to become more creative and um, you're not limited to or that being a being a songwriter or a producer is it's it's opened up to the masses and it allows more great music to be written as opposed to back in the day where you needed an amazing studio and right. you needed um, you needed to know people and you needed to be let in by right. the industry now you don't have to you you will find your audience if 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 people like your music um, 
yeah, I, I, I personally love it. Power to everyone. If they want to do it and they want to put in the time and effort to stand out and... Good for them, man. So you're one, you're definitely one that embraces the new age technology and hundred percent. Because I just think about like the the upbringing that I had and the and the type of um, the the worlds that I was surrounded by certainly weren't necessarily uh, music driven. Right. Um, I played instruments when I was young, but like I I, I wasn't pushed into becoming a musician by my parents. It was a decision that I made later in life and I was able to follow that dream thanks to the internet and modern technology like MacBook Pros. So, yeah. yeah. It is, it's it's trippy on my end just to be able to see how you guys are able to be be so mobile and just create hit tracks like that. And like you were mentioning that you don't need the big studio, like the, the connects in that manner. And that I'd assume as a producer, as a creative artist, you have that more freedom to like really do what you want to do. Man, I've, I've written my last four remixes and originals in hotel rooms uh, with my um, noise cancelling headphones on a bed. You know? And I, like, I'll use a friend's studio when I'm in a particular city, like, hey, I just need to check the mix down to make sure it doesn't sound like absolute dog. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, like, you can get creative anywhere. Obviously, the final product, you got to A-B it and test it on a few, right. few club systems and some speakers and a few sets of headphones. But, um, yeah, for me, I try to remain as mobile as I possibly can. I actually don't have a studio anymore. I used to have a, I had a great recording studio in Melbourne. Um, they demolished the building and turned it into apartments. And I was like, I'll get another one. And then I've been on the road for so long that, uh, yeah, I just hang out at friend studios when I need them. And otherwise, yeah. yeah, I'm in a hotel room or at home. I literally, yeah, like Take It was written in a hotel room. My next single, San Francisco, is written in a hotel room. I just did a remix for Hayden James. I did that in a hotel room in New York. Um, the, the thing that I like to say to young guys who are starting out is it's got nothing to do with the kitchen you're in, it's the chef, you know? Right. You can, uh, you can, if you, yeah, just sit down, who cares what plugins you've got, who cares what materials you've got, if you've got a laptop and you've got the internet, yeah. you can, you can make magic. Well, we definitely got the Chef Ramsey of the house world <laughs> here hanging out with us. Dom Dalla, Def Jeff, Jacked Up Radio here hanging out at Hard Summer Music Festival Day 2. It's been popping off. It definitely popped off at the harder stage because you were rocking it, dude, from start to finish. Thanks, man. I, I mean, that had to been a cool experience to be able to come and play in the States. I mean, it, 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 do you notice the difference between the crowds of the U.S. versus where you're back at home? Oh, definitely. I think the Australian audiences versus the U.S. audiences are uh, relatively similar. Um, there's a lot of crossover. Um, they're a little bit more different in Europe, I think, because dance music's been around for a bit longer. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, house music's, a, house music's a new thing to the to the mainstream dance community yeah. in the States. Um, it's very new, so uh, they're ready for anything. Yeah. You know, whereas I think um, in Europe, uh, they're a little bit more patient and they're willing to like wait around, but it's like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to mold your sets a little bit, make them a little bit different. Um, but in general, man, if, if, as long as you're keeping people moving on the dance floor, they're happy. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's like I've noticed in the states uh, with the with the festivals, 
especially the last year, year and a half, it has shifted to a lot of the house. Yeah. A lot of house artists like yourself being able to have the spotlight put on you, performing at specifically the main stage. Yeah, yeah. Having that demand where people want to hear your guys' stuff. Yeah, yeah. And be able to experience that, which I've been a thrill. I grew up with the 90s house era back then. So yeah, yeah. I definitely appreciate it. I, I appreciate you coming all the way across these to come perform and, and show the world what you got. Oh man, here my at pleasure. Hard summer. My pleasure. <laughs> so good to be here. Uh, how, how was the flight out here? Was oh, was it harsh? It was brutal, man. <laughs> like I uh, so I had a show in Dallas on Friday night. Didn't get much sleep at all. Flew straight to Atlanta. Had a nap before the show. Didn't sleep last night because I finished the show at four and had to be on a flight at seven. I can't sleep on planes. So I was like, my head was rolling around and I was just like, it was brutal. Um, I, I think I spilled the uh, club soda all over my pants when I was sitting in there as well. I just kind of fell asleep with it in my lap. Um, and had a nap for an hour before I came here. So I'm lucky I'm not slurring my words right now. I could probably listen back to this interview in a week and be like, who was that? Right. <laughs> what just happened right now? It was yeah. all a dream. Exactly. Well, definitely you're making our dreams come true to be able to come out and perform out here, to be able to catch your set, be able to experience you live. Uh, it, it's just, it's hard to explain because words can't explain how awesome your performance is live and your music to be able to actually feel that energy that comes off of your sounds. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, you know, you're here at Hard Summer. This year isn't done just yet. You are just getting started. 2019, you're crushing it. 2020, there's plenty of more to come, and I know you're going to be taking over that. What can people expect in the future? What, what do we got coming out? Uh, I've got a single coming up soon called San Fran Disco, which I think should be out in the next month or so. Um, I've uh, I've got a big tour. I've got a big co-headline tour that we're announcing in a couple of weeks' time nice. uh, with one of my really good friends and one of my favorite artists. And we're going to be sort of uh, traveling around the states together, um, taking on some of the bigger rooms and and putting on some really good house parties. Um, what else have we got? Early next year, we've got uh, events like Holy Ship. Uh, back home in Australia, we're doing uh, Listen Out Run with like Flume and Diplo. And, oh, nice. Uh, Marla. Um, got the New Year's Run back home in Australia. Uh, yeah, it's all shaping up, man. I'm kind of uh, counting my days in my own bed. <laughs> They're limited. Right. Very limited. But that means there's more time to be spent in hotels writing those tunes on headphones. So. Writing more dope beats, definitely, <laughs> for sure. I, are we expecting more U.S. states? Are you going to be sticking around, performing yeah, out here yeah, a little I bit? Yeah, I think uh, we're, yeah, the, the, this co-headline run um, will be announced in a couple of weeks' time. I think it should be going through October, November. And then I should be back here early 2020 as well. Nice. Well, we definitely look forward to seeing more. Uh, we're so happy to see you so successful and have things working towards you. Keep building that momentum. Keep rocking it out there. Uh, your Tomorrowland set, we caught that. was so dope, oh, That dude. was a lot of fun, man. That was crazy. Yeah. That was nuts. The power went out on my stage halfway through the set. The, right. power, the whole stage. I was wondering what was going on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I had to keep them engaged by throwing beers out in the crowd and all sorts of stuff. But it was it was it worked out. It was it, it was a good story. That's for sure. You're always gonna have a good time during his set, his performances. Make sure you go check him out live and in person. You're not gonna be disappointed. If he's ever in your town, money well spent, definitely for sure. Thanks, man. Uh, make sure you check out his music on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, Sound probably SoundCloud too. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. All there. Make sure you add that to your crate. Uh, if people want to keep tabs of more music announcements, more tour dates, all that work. Can they do that online? Uh, Dom Dollar, D-O-M-D-O-L-L-A, uh, on 
in all the socials, really. Try to Straight keep it Dom Dalla. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you follow this guy. Show him some love. Dude, thank you so much, man. It, it is a pleasure and honor to meet you and to be able to catch you uh, doing your thing, too, as well. Man, thanks so, for having me. Yeah, and thanks for all the great music. Keep uh, it up, dude. Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> Jacked Up Radio.